Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the App Advice Weekly Podcast. I'm Brett Nolan of AppAct.net and with me as always is Trevor Sheridan of App Advice. In this episode, Trevor and I play some football while building cities and searching for some lost old dudes. How you doing tonight, Trevor? Doing good. Sounds like an interesting mix of games <laughs> and apps this week. It was. It was a good game. It was a good game week. One of these games I super loved and I got pretty obsessed with it. So, uh, yeah, it was a good week. And so we'll start off with the Apple news, which actually made news today. Apple released the iOS 11 public beta, so you can now sign up and try out iOS 11 yourself. Make sure that you back up your device beforehand, and it's a device that you don't use every day because you don't want to come with all those app incompatibilities that you use every day. But if you do have an extra device and you want to try everything that iOS 11 has to offer, you don't have to be a developer to try it out. Yeah, I would definitely check and make sure there's no critical app that you need that uh, is in that not compatible uh, 64-bit thing before upgrading, especially if you only have the one device. Uh, just double-check that and make sure you're not going to be really hosed if you do it. But some people like to have fun with the iOS betas. I don't tend to install those. I kind of wait, especially this one where a whole bunch of my things aren't going to work. I think I'll hold off till the final release. I think the iPad part is the most appealing. So if you don't use your iPad like every day for work or something, you can definitely try out all the new ways that the iOS 11 really impacts the iPad. Yeah, the only reason I'm holding off is because I have a lot of digital board games that are not compatible yet, so I'm hoping they get updated. I will install it when it finally comes out, but I'm holding off as long as possible. Yep, and so that's iOS 11 public beta. And then... An interesting app release is Yarn Chat Fiction, which condenses short stories into text message style unveiling. So you might have a story where this girl finds a dog and her parents are out of town. And so the conversations between the daughter and the mom about this dog and the strange things that occur, and it's unveiled one text bubble at a time. And there's a bunch of different stories to choose from. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting way to read a story. And then so it looks like it's like a text message exchange. And then they'll even toss in pictures in there. And so they do a nice job of creating these like some are mysterious, some are funny, just all different types of really short stories that you can just kind of plow through pretty quickly. And then some of them are split into multiple episodes. Some do a whole chain at once. And then you can sort by the different themes that you would be interested in. It seems like mystery thriller really lends itself well as you're waiting for those text message bubbles to appear. My favorite is when it shows that three little dots typing and then it goes away and the other person is freaking out like what happened? Why isn't there the <laughs> unveiling of the text? And it's just perfectly like you're watching that text message change unfold. Yeah, and what we should note is uh, the the app is a subscription based uh, service, so you can download it for free, and it's you get seven days free. But then, if you want to continue to be able to access all the content within the within the app, it'll cost you two ninety nine a week, or seventy nine seven ninety nine a month, or thirty nine ninety nine a year. So, I mean, it didn't look like there was a ton of content in here. But I don't know how regularly they're adding stuff, but 
if you want to try it out, you can go ahead for free for seven days. You just have to make sure you cancel the subscription at least a day in advance in the settings where you manage all of your uh, in-app purchase subscriptions. Otherwise, you will get charged for a week going forward. It'll automatically renew in a week. That's definitely worth noting. I'd say there's less than 50 stories currently included. And like you said, I don't know how regularly it's updated. But you can get quite a bit in during that seven-day free trial to decide if it's worth it for you and to see if updates are coming regularly to be worth a weekly, monthly, or yearly subscription. Right. Yeah, this almost seems like the type of thing you'd want to tune in every so often uh, and not have like the full year subscription because I think you could probably blow through that whole 50 that are on there in one week easily because these are fast reads. Yep, so that's Yarn, Chat Fiction. It's free, it's universal. That means it's time for some new games. And the first one is The House of Da Vinci, which is clearly inspired by The Room. And <laughs> honestly, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, almost the entire game from the tutorial, the text they use, just the unveiling of everything, the mechanics, it's all like The Room. You even have that special lens to reveal more of the environment as you pick overview things. So it's just like The Room. It's a different story. It has that whole Leonardo da Vinci aspect to it of you're kind of uncovering his secrets. And if you like The Room, you'll absolutely love this game. If you've never played The Room, you should definitely download that before you move on any further. It's that 3D puzzle adventure game where it's built on the classic mechanics of a point-and-click adventure game, but it flushes it out into this more tactile world as you open drawers and unfold paper and fully interact with the world to solve these intricate little puzzles. Yeah, so I would only have a problem that the fact that this looks so much like The Room if it were really badly done. But this is actually a really well-made app Everything looks beautiful. It's well worth the – it's a paid app. So they put the time and effort into crafting an actual game. It's not like a let's quickly knock off the room and just throw it up in the app store to make a quick buck or something. No, you could tell that these guys – it was a kickstarted effort. They they hit 1.75% of their funding goal, and I think it was like 25,000 pounds was their funding goal. You can see where that money went. You can definitely see that they put in the time, effort to craft this world, really have beautiful renderings of everything. You can touch and drag things around to view it uh, from all different angles. And it f has that very awesome room 3D puzzly feel. But it, it, like you said, it's this new story based around finding your Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci's apprentice and you're trying to find out what happened to him. He's gone missing. And so now you have to work your way through these various locations and then solve these puzzles that are based on his various inventions. So you start to get different pieces from over in one area. You have to bring them over. You have to look at the pieces and turn them around and figure and Sometimes you'll have to manipulate things you pick up or combine them. And it's just all really well done in this nicely rendered, very visual, tactile puzzle game. Yeah, the game is absolutely gorgeous. If you first loaded it up and you didn't know who it was by, you'd probably think that it's by Fireproof Games and it's a new version that they're going by on the Room series for a new storyline. That's how well it's produced and made. And as long as I'm not Fireproof Games and care about copyrights or intellectual property, I'm fully enjoying 
the game and everything that it has to offer. And it's the type of game that I'm going to come back to and I want to play through the entire thing. And it's one that you'll fully enjoy doing so because the puzzles are familiar, but the way the room is set up with the intricate little like boxes that you'll unlock or move and find a key here and it goes over here, that will always feel relatively fresh because there's so many different ways you can implement that style within the construct of the rooms that they're giving you. Right, yeah, and I mean, these are unique puzzles. It's not like they went out and copied puzzles. I mean, it's all their own thoughtful puzzles and layout and everything. So I don't want to take away from it to say that it's like a, a copy of the room. I mean, you, it just, that inspiration is so obvious that you have, you can't skip over that. But it's, it is a well-made game, and it's definitely one you are going to want to finish. Once you get in there, you're like, you finish a room, and then now you're in a new location. You're like, I just want to continue diving into this and figuring more things out and finding more areas that are kind of hidden. You play with those different filters on the screen to see if there's things that light up that you can tap on. There's another one that's this really cool one where you can... Uh, turn on and then you see like these weird like glowing areas and it gives you a the ability to go backward and forward in time to kind of see what happens so now you might see this character walk through the scene and then you can see them top touch a certain spot on the wall well now you know where you need to touch on the wall to then open a door to move on so there's all these little nuances that you start to find as you go through it and ways they kind of layer the puzzle aspects on where you got to use these other filters to to find more pieces or find more objects and things to then now solve this other puzzle so it's just a nice layering of, of difficulty and there is a hint system built in that you can tap on if you really get lost so far i haven't really needed that but uh, it's it's nice to have it right there in case you're someone that really gets stuck and frustrated. You don't have to just quit and not play anymore. You have that option to get a little hint to kind of guide you on your way. Yeah, the one thing that I'd love that they changed that the tutorial text plus the hint system wasn't identical to the room. You could change the text, the font, just slightly <laughs> so it's not identical to the room. That's And then the hint system, it appears in the same exact fashion with that timing mechanic, the little drop or the little highlighted icon in the top of the screen. It just does it exactly interface-wise to the room, the way the sidebar is, just every single aspect. The game itself fully stands on its own. They don't include the room in the title to try to, you know, <laughs> come up with Divinity App Store. Room. Yeah, they could have done that. So they, they go away from that, but there's just a couple things they could have changed to let it stand on its own more because it fully is deserving of your time and to be its own kind of unique construction in the story and the puzzles that they create because there's nothing like that sensation when everything kind of pieces together. Like you're getting a little piece here and a little piece here and then finally the entire room kind of shifts together to unlock the door to the next area and you see how everything pieces together and they nail that idea. It's just those little pieces that kind of distract from the overall offering. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see what you mean. But I think I think they were just probably playing it safe. I mean, this is a Kickstarter. A lot of Kickstarters fail. They Why not go with a formula that works? They know that it works uh, and it sells. So I think they probably just were trying to play it safe and hedge their bets and I mean, but everything else is 
all new and and uh, well made. So I, I'm looking past any of those little things. I think this is a, an excellent game, and uh, it's I actually a special introductory price of four ninety nine is what they're selling it for. So uh, well worth it for four ninety nine. Yeah, definitely worth five bucks. There's a House of Da Vinci 4.99 Universal, and then there's the Little Acre, which is that classically inspired point-and-click adventure game with a 2D style, really fine-tuned cartoon artwork, and it has a relatively unique storyline, which is the main distinguisher of all of these games. But as you're going through it, it plays relatively the same. You have the tap points to activate. And then you have different items that you can pick up and then use to interact with the world. And the main storyline is that essentially a kid wakes up and his scientifically inclined father is gone missing. And so he needs to figure out essentially where the dad is gone. And he needs to take care of Lily while at the same time trying to figure out where his dad went. And so you balance that together. And then as the storyline progresses, you'll transition to then play as a different character and so you have different sequences and kind of different puzzle interactions based on the character you're playing with. Yeah, it's all done in that really awesome, like, Don Bluth animation style. So it has, like, a really classic animated film feel, like like Secret of Nim or, or any of that kind of fantasy. And there's a, f- a fantastical element to the story. I don't want to give too much away, but... Uh, it's a it's a really interesting way that you keep on switching between the dad and the daughter, and you definitely see the way they react to things totally differently because they're going to end up going through some of the same sorts of areas and things. And the dad is always cautious and he's thinking about things as he's going through where the daughter is just like fearless, like any little kid would be, and just jumps into things and doesn't even care what the consequences are. So you almost have this like different playing style between the two, but it's still that same point and click tapping to find objects. The one thing I will say about the the story was interesting throughout. Like I, it definitely captivates your interest, and it feels like you're you're watching this animated film. The one thing where they show you all of the hot points on every scene as you come in, it makes it for a much quicker experience. So you kind of go through the game pretty fast, and it's almost more linear because you know where everything you could possibly tap on is. So you kind of just going through the motions and certain things, the puzzles aren't very difficult, which is not necessarily a bad thing because it then it just feels more like a, an interactive movie. But at the same time, it's not going to be a super challenging game compared to a lot of other uh, point-and-click adventures. So you have to take that into consideration, but it is definitely a, a wonderful experience. I definitely, I bought this originally on the Xbox. I pre-ordered it on the Xbox, never had a chance to play it on the Xbox. So now I just played it on, on the iPad when, when this came out. So I haven't had a chance to compare the two yet, but it's definitely um, a really well-produced, like voice acting is fantastic. Like I said, the animation is unbelievably good and you could even just watch this if they even didn't have the point and click adventure aspect to it i would sit down and watch this as an animated film and if it just ran on its own so it is a very well-made game it's just relatively short and not super difficult when it comes to actual gameplay i knew you would have a problem with the 
or at least notice the all the hot points available on screen as soon as you enter any given room. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. So, I, I like to hunt. Yeah, when they include that, also it seems like I was trying to drag to move the character and then you would hover or tap a point accidentally just by dragging your finger since they're all always constantly on screen. So that was kind of problematic in actually interacting with it. And then the story does take a bit to kind of get going. It's a little like you're tapping on points and he's giving these odd observations and asides that you really could care less and don't really impact the story. But once you kind of get into like the first sequence and make it to the second one, the game picks up, the story picks up, and it keeps you interested fully throughout the entire story. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually kind of like the little background text where he talked about things. I, I thought it was actually kind of interesting because it kind of flushed out the world and kind of gave a little more backstory on the dad who went or the dad slash grandfather who went missing. And then uh, and the mother, there's something that happened to the mother in the past that you don't really know. And so there's I thought that was kind of interesting to really like flush out the world. They just didn't do like a lot of that was like red herrings. Nothing really happened with any of that information. So but it was still I thought it was interesting to to round out the story. But yeah. And uh, I mean, like you said, if you liked kind of just that want to sit down and watch kind of an animated movie with more accessible kind of puzzle ideas. And then if you do get stuck, there's a whole hint system, so you don't have to worry in case the puzzles aren't your forte. So you can always kind of progress through if things, you're like in this one area and you need to go to another area to find it and you just can't think of solving it in this given area, the hint system can help you in that regard. But regardless, they've given you a pretty deluxe adventure game for three bucks. Yeah, it was a lot more expensive when I bought it in the Xbox. I think I paid like, <laughs> I don't even remember what I paid. It, it wasn't super expensive. It was actually a, a, like maybe 11 or 15 bucks, somewhere around there. But uh, yeah, for three dollars, you can't go wrong with this. That's a bargain price. So yeah. Yep. And that's the little Laker. It's two ninety nine. It's universal. And then there's touchdowners. This comes from the makers of Golf Zero, which we talked about back in March. And it has a similar kind of arcade take on sports. And in this case, it's three on three football with kind of a 2D perspective where the entire field is available on screen. And it's like uh, wrestle jump or soccer physics where you don't have direct control of your characters and you kind of can move left or right and the players just kind of stumble and rotate forward. And your goal is to score a touchdown by grabbing the ball by any means necessary and getting it over to the end zone. And so when you tap left and right and you reach kind of a obstacle, your characters will start spinning their arms. And that can help either getting the ball or getting opponents out of the way or just getting forward. And then you also have a pass button where that kind of moves with the circular arm rotation. So you want to tap it at the right time. So you're throwing the ball towards your end zone rather than back or upwards or straight into the ground. You say it like that's so easy and actually <laughs> happens. No, no, your arms are flying around in circles. You're lucky to hit that button and have it go anywhere like you want it to go. And so what happens is you're you have your three characters and you're moving left so you're trying to go to the right side to to make your touchdown and then the other guys are trying to go to the left side of the screen and 
if you have the ball and your hand touches the hand, if the ball even touches the hand of any player, they immediately take control of the ball. So now they have possession of the ball. So you got to be careful while you're moving around that you don't accidentally touch one of the other players their hands or their spinning hands don't hit the ball because otherwise you could lose possession. And then you're now still trying to move your characters to the right. But then if they happen to grab the ball and they're moving to the left, they're going to go get a touchdown. Maybe it's not guaranteed because your arms are flailing around like crazy and the ball actually has to touch the ground. It doesn't matter if you cross the plane, you still have to touch the ground with the ball in order to make that touchdown. So, and then there's even like these little, bouncy like trampoline type things up in the air over each end zone and then the big scoreboard gets in the way too so you get all these weird bounces of the ball and then possession will keep them going back and forth and it's just absolute chaos but there is still a seemingly a little bit of strategy in there you can still kind of plan and try to do things but even the best laid plans are going to get messed up because everything's so chaotic on the screen, but it's so much fun because it is chaotic. And I think that's where this game really does well because it doesn't take itself seriously. It knows the controls are all wonky, but that's half the fun fighting with the controls to try and get that, still get that ball over the, over the line and tap it on to your, like you could be standing there and your guy just won't, touch the ground no matter what you do and then it just it's frustrating but fun yeah they really nailed the ideas that were first presented in soccer physics where you're trying to put the ball in the goal but you can't move your characters for anything and they they nail that idea but they apply it to different sport and it just seems different because you have more direct you're actually holding the ball and you need to smack it into the end zone rather than just knocking the ball and hoping for the best so it's a different kind of idea and then there's some crazy football the actual ball physics the way it bounces and i mean a football naturally has the sharp point so it doesn't always have like a clear bounce like a basketball and they really adopt that they kind of amplify it so the ball is going to go in crazy ways and that goes into account when you're throwing the ball or the ball might bounce off when you have like four of the characters in the middle of the screen are kind of smashed together and it'll bounce off because nobody's hand gets it. And it can <laughs> fly all around and just all kinds of crazy ways to play. And then there's an arcade mode where you just try to score against different opponents for as often as you can without giving up a possession or a score. And then there's also a career mode where you can compete for cups and it's best first to three until it's a first to five kind of scoring system to try to win beat multiple opponents in a row to win the cup and then there's a local two-player mode for some crazy action if you have someone to play with yeah i haven't tried the two-player on the same device you're basically side by side on the same i assume ipad i wouldn't even imagine trying to play that on an iphone but uh yeah i haven't tried that yet that's got to be even more chaotic than, than just the normal game is yeah, but that career mode is pretty engaging and compelling. So there's three different cups to compete for, and that will kind of keep you coming back because you have a very specific goal. And you can allow touchdowns but still win the game, so it has that constant always danger of losing balance while you're trying to score. Right, right. There's none of that immediate 
oh, you let one score in, now you're done. You have a chance to come back. Even if you let them get two touchdowns, you still have an opportunity to maybe save that match and then move on to the next one. So, yeah, I I like that career mode a little bit better. Although I I did move to the top of my list on the – uh, on my friends list on the the arcade mode with like eight touchdowns i think i got <laughs> and so that's touchdowners it's free it's universal and then one last one i really wanted to mention this was probably my absolute favorite game of the week i become obsessed with this game it's called age of rivals and it's a digital card game it's a totally original new game uh, like it's not based on anything and so it's played over the course of four rounds, and it's like a combination of card drafting and resource management. And what happens is in the four rounds, you're going to be collecting, you're going to be purchasing these cards, and they build up your array of cards, and then you're battling against another player who's also building up cards. And the cards are locations in the city that you're building up. So it's each of these rounds takes place over five different stages. So first, there's a build stage where... This is where you're buying the cards. The cards have different attack values. They have different uh, health values, which are shields. They have possible victory points right on them. They also can give you additional resources or money, which you could then use to help you buy cards in in later rounds. So what's going to happen in the first build phase, you're going to buy a total of eight cards, or up to eight cards, depending if you have enough money. You start with a, a pool of money, but then you can build that up, and there's also means for getting money from the other player while they're buying their cards. And then uh, these different cards also could have special abilities on them where they affect other cards that are in your collection of cards. So it might say if you have X number of this type of cards, you get an additional bonus of three victory points. And so you have all these different things or you can build up attack on certain cards or more defense on some cards. But you're basically going through and eventually at the end of the round, you'll have purchased eight cards, which are all lying out on your thing then you go into a uh a i forget what they call it it's a conquest stage and in the conquest stage that's when you all those attack points that you've accumulated on the cards you've laid out they now try to attack these three different cities and so it compares your attack points and your opponent's attack points each of the individual values that were on the cards and then if they are able to attack these city, then it just takes the highest number. So it goes down the line of all the numbers. And so it starts to and awards points based on the, the three highest values that are there. So those you automatically get some victory points. Then it goes into the war stage, which is the most interesting. So now in the war stage, what happens is those victory points, I mean, those attack points, you now have to assign to individual cards in your tableau of cards. So all the opponent attack damage your opponent laid out, you now have to assign it to various cards in, in your tableau. So this could end up taking out cards if it reduces their their health to zero, and then, or it could just kind of weaken them. But then... At the end of that attack, that war phase, what happens is any cards that have been reduced down to zero, one of those is randomly kind of just trash. So now it becomes just like a a useless card that's going to be sitting in your hand that you're not going to – it's going to be worthless. It doesn't really do anything for you, but it doesn't cost you any money to field it. Then your opponent, same thing. 
any other card, any other ones that got weakened all the way to zero, they kind of come back to life, but their re their health was re reduced by one. So now in the next two phases, you'll have four of those cards you already previously purchased in the first phase will now randomly be selected, and they'll be your first four of eight cards. Then you build, you buy some more cards, and then eventually in the third round, what will happen is you're only going to be able to use cards that were in your base 16 set of cards. So now you're going to be buy, trying to buy those same cards and field them. The thing is, because there's so many different card types and card values and the special abilities are all different, every time you play this game, the strategy is going to be totally different. You even have to like watch out what your opponent's doing, and you'll probably have to change your strategy between rounds just be based on the cards you know that are in their deck now and ones that could possibly come out. So they might have cards that are going to destroy other cards that you would normally lay down, but you don't want to lay those down because you know that they're going to get destroyed by cards they already own. So it, there's so much strategy in, the, in every game. It feels completely different, and they have both like uh, two levels of AI to compete against. You can play online against other players, a random player, or you can play online with a friend. And it's just all real time. And it takes maybe like 10 to 15 minutes period to finish a game. So they're quick games and you're in and out and you just, you can keep on unlocking a, through gameplay. You can unlock additional cards. So now you have other cards that have different abilities that maybe you're not, you haven't seen yet or different combinations of things. So there, it's always changing and you keep on wanting to go back and play again and again and again. And I've already racked up probably at least this game on Thursday. I probably played at least 40 games of this already. Like I, I'm super enjoying this game and at 99 cents, it is an amazing bargain. I don't know if that's an intro price or if that's the final price, but for 99 cents, there's no reason not to purchase this. So you have a limited, like it's a card deck where it's a specific amount. There's no buying more cards later, like in-app purchase IP, like CCG style, right? No, you what you what happens is while you're playing, you earn coins and then you can use those coins like 100 coins buys you a, a card pack. And it's basically unlocking cards that already exist, but you just don't have access to them yet. So now those cards will be in the system and they could come up or you can on depend. You pick like one of these personas when you play. There's 12 different of these characters. You can assign guaranteed th up to three once you unlocked all three guaranteed cards you want to come up while you're playing with this character so you'll see at some point while you're playing you'll see a card show up and then it'll disappear well you see a picture of the guy that you that you're playing with show up and then it'll turn into one of those guaranteed cards that you've unlocked so you'll start to see more cards in the game as you continue to play but it'll never cost you more money it just takes you some playing through to get the hundred coins to then unlock. And they have like these little missions that give you lots of coins. So like win three times against a random opponent or play five games against any opponents like AI or a friend or a, a random opponent. And then you get like a hundred coins or you get 200 coins. And if you win a match, then you get to tap at one of these chests and you get some random amount of coins. So they're free flowing with these coins. You, you'll get in each card pack has three cards in them. And some of those cards unlock 
uh, the additional spots on the characters for another card you can bring in to guarantee card. So it takes a while to unlock all of, I think there's like 200 different cards, they say. It'll take a little while to unlock them all, but there's so much even just when you first start that you're not even going to be able to keep track of, of like all the cards to, like in your memory, know exactly, oh, I want this card, this card. There's so many of them. I can't, I, I, I just kind of play with whatever comes out. I, I know there's certain cards when I see them, I want to get them, but I don't, I, they're not like, oh, I want that specific card to make sure that comes in. So there's plenty to play with, even if you never unlock additional cards, but it's never going to cost you more money. It's always just playing through the game, which you're going to want to do anyways. And so that's Age of Rivals. It's 99 cents. It's universal. And then before we round out, I just wanted to mention that Sega has started releasing their classic titles as free apps, individual apps. A lot of these have already been available on iOS, but now they're standalone downloads completely for free, you know, headlined by Sonic the Hedgehog, the original, but there's Kid Chameleon, Comic Stone, Phantom Star 2, and this is going to be a new release cycle. It's not every week, but every few weeks there's going to be new games direct from Sega. Right, and they're free with ads, and then if you want to get rid of all the ads, you can, each game has a $1.99 unlock to permanently remove the ads from the game. And they all, I think, support uh, MFI controller as well, so you'll be able to play uh, with a real controller if you prefer to play that way. And then if you ever see like a big featured banner of a new game and we don't talk about it, there's usually a reason why. I did just want to mention that Race Kings, the newest game from Hutch Games, it's essentially CSR racing where that drift or that drag racing, but they added the drift component, but you don't actually drift. Essentially, you just tap the <laughs> accelerate the gas button as you're going through a curve. It takes you completely away from any kind of drift idea. It's a super simplistic game. It looks absolutely gorgeous, but it's disappointing to see Hutch games go from like Smash Cops and Smash Bandits to these super simple CSR racing clones with slightly different setups. I, I know. It's so disappointing. The Smash Cops was an amazing game then they also did that hot wheels they were the developer behind some i think hot wheels like big racing game like but it was another of these like side view you're just rotating the car and flipping it i it's just so sad to see the this developer that had that amazing smash cops debut go to these like just like not memorable at all experiences Yep, that's what happens on the App Store. You either make games that are like something else or you stop making games. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's everything for episode 24 of the App Advice Weekly Podcast. Brett, thanks for joining me. Oh, yeah, it's a pleasure as always. To everyone listening, we hope you enjoyed and we'll talk to you next time. Talk to you later.